podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Yes, welcome along to Season 4, Episode 5 of the MLS UK Show. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Despite it being a little bit of a break in the MLS season, still loads for us to talk about. And we'll look ahead to the Euros as well. So, this is that horrible lull in the season where we go, hmm, what should we talk about? Yeah, there's nothing really gone on we've we've chosen we do this every two weeks don't we we've chosen kind of the wrong time to do an episode but we didn't want to leave it three weeks uh, well I'm, i mean i'm away next week so then it'd be four weeks and yeah so uh, we'll we'll plow on we've got we've got some bits to talk about oh uh, yeah odd bits and bobs uh such as in the real world away from soccer henry hewitt friday the big day I know, me and uh, Poppy does the kit reviews, uh, uh, tying the knot, so that should be exciting. So, um, for those who are listening in the US, I don't know what the rules are because it changes all the time. Uh, Henry's literally allowed 30 people, right? Yeah, Uh, and you're one of them. Congratulations. I, thanks. I do feel uh, I do feel very privileged. Uh, what are the names of the aunties and uncles that I've um, been chosen ahead of? It's like uh, the draft, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's too many. I have, honestly, I have about uh, six aunties, two uncles. Uh, obviously, the aunties are married as well. They've all got kids. And to get try and get all of that into 30 people, I think I've got more than 30 members in my extended family. <laughs> so I just thought rather than uh, insult some and, and just invite a few others, I'll just not invite any of them. Invite my mates instead. Well, because they love you so much and they're so proud of you, I'm sure they're watching now. Uh, So hi to you. And um, (laughs) I'm more important. (laughs) Well, we are going to have a big wedding party in July. So you'll see them then. (laughs) Um, Yeah, looking forward to it. You know what I'm looking forward to the most? Mm. It's just socialising. Because me and you, we've not even had a pint in the last year, have we? It it does feel weird. Um, Apart from, uh, I think it was episode three where we had a a quick pint. Um, But yeah, I, I don't... I, it's just strange. I can't imagine, like, it's literally four days away and I can't imagine being around that many people. Does that make sense? Like, it's weird. Yeah, well, um, you're not staying over because you are, uh, you've are. you got quite a busy weekend where you're going to be spending your Sunday with quite a lot uh, <laughs> more people than the 30 that are coming to my wedding. 20,000 other people, I yeah. believe. Uh, I'm going to the uh, I'm going to the first England game in the Euros. Uh, this is my 30th birthday present. I literally found out about it a couple of days ago. I had no idea because I just thought the Euros were meant to be last year. Yeah, and uh, it was meant to be hosted across the whole of Europe. So there wasn't going to be as many, as many games at Wembley. Um, and I just thought oh, there's no way that I'll ever be able to get tickets. I, I've never I've been to loads of England games, but never to a uh, tournament, a summer tournament. Mm. So I just thought, I'm desperate to go, desperate to go. And uh, I just thought, we'll never get tickets. And then uh, 
good old Bryony G. She uh, came up trumps with the uh, with the gift. Yeah, because um, we never have tournaments here, do we, in England? They don't like giving England tournaments for some reason. <laughs> Famously. Um, whereas our, you know, our American in particular uh, listeners, you know, CONCACAF, or they tend to have a tournament in America mm. every few years. And the seems. World Cup is coming to America. Yeah, exactly. So we, it's, uh, it's quite a luxury for us, this tournament that is across Europe, but we're lucky enough in England to have quite a few matches at Wembley. So it should be fun. I'm really jealous. Yeah, I, I mean... I haven't been to a football match in so long. Um, the last game I went to was Norwich v Arsenal at Carroll Road. And uh, VAR had a nightmare that day. I, I didn't go home happy. And then I never went to a game since. Uh, so hopefully it'll be a, a happier game. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll get off to a fly. But we were just reminiscing like uh, when we were setting up the cameras and uh, checking the audio and stuff. And we were just saying summer tournaments growing up they're just so good like it's the only time we ever get good weather it's those few weeks where we get good weather in the uk and just memories of like barbecues with your mates having everyone round loads of beers drowning your sorrows um it doesn't normally go well for england but it's that it's that renewed hope every time yeah it's nice when england do okay when they go out in the group stages it's such a disappointment but when they do okay when they get to the quarterfinals or semi-finals like last time in the world cup yeah everyone in this country is happy so uh yeah looking forward to it hopefully england can do well the squad's been announced and we're in the countdown now. The first game, as you said on the last episode, is when I get married. Um, I think Italy are playing, so that'll be fun for everyone on the sly, looking at the phones, going, yeah, lovely day, lovely day. Oh, so you missed that. Yeah, I've, um, I have I do have to leave uh, in the evening <laughs> uh, quite early, just so you know. Um, also, while we're talking about international football, the USA, the US men's national team, won the Nations League. Yeah. This is massive. Uh, and I, I mean this, ever since I've taken an interest in MLS, I've obviously followed journalists and fans on, on Twitter and Instagram. And it, let's be honest, it's just been a barrage of disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. Like England. It, much like supporting England. Um, so th- I feel like this is this is big. Well, I think beating Mexico in any tournament is big for the States. Mm. And um, it is, it's, you know, it's practically America versus Mexico in every tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, to win and the nature of it, we did. Uh, coming back from behind twice and then getting Pulisic in extra time. And then the save penalty. I mean, I didn't watch the game, but catching up on Monday morning. Yeah, it was, I watched the highlights and it was a great game. The the crowd were in. Uh, the crowd were literally in the commentary box at one point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it looked a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, well done to America. And uh, But also, shout out to Canada as well. They've had some really, good results recently mm. you know giving some teams batterings so uh, that's good sign for them heading into the world cup now which is in five years six years whatever it is is it 2026 yeah it's, yeah it is yeah so it's five years yeah we've got to go we have to go that's yeah. that's my mission that'd be good if they can get a game in orlando uh, how come we yeah, I think you'll probably get on at Atlanta, to be honest. If they yeah. don't choose the Atlanta Stadium, then <laughs> even even I'll be outraged. <laughs> it's so good. Um, right, every week on the podcast, or every episode, I should say, we uh, give you a keyword to leave in ratings. So uh, we've had some correspondence. We've had one or two people who I pointed out last time, if you are going to delete your last rating and do a new one, we can see the username, so we're not going to mention you. So if you do that... <laughs> 
We're not going to mention you every time. Um, but we did also say that if anyone's got anything to promote, then feel free. And this guy has. He's called Lord Abram. I hope I've said that right. He's mm. given us five stars. Great little pod he's put in the subject. Nice. That was the key word. He says, big fan of the show. I'm an American and a lifelong fan of the San Jose Earthquakes and Chris Wondolowski. I subscribe to listen to people who know football well, why are, you discuss, why are you subscribing to us then? Uh, and, uh, to discuss, and discuss Wando and the Quake, since it's a rarity in America. He goes on to say uh, that um, please check out the Dead on Cue podcast. It's a comedic podcast that him and his friend have been working on for a few years, and they've got a small cult following, like ourselves. Um, Very small. <laughs> yeah. When you see the skull engulfed in uh, engulfed in pink flames, you know you've found the right one. So that's uh, uh, the Dead on Cue podcast. So. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your ratings once again. Um, I feel like we'll we'll have a little uh, little meeting later in the pod and decide what it's going to be this time round. Yes, we will. Um, also coming up on today's show, we've got another Crisis Rights. We've got Henry's Guide to Miami. Uh, we've also, we will be revealing the shirts. We set each other a challenge last time. You had to find an MLS shirt with a player who used to play for Norwich on the shirt. I had to find one with a player who used to play for Bolton. We have got them with each other today. People have been guessing online. So we'll go through some of the guesses and reveal it later on. But first, as we always do at the start of an MLS UK show, we start with the game with the changing name. So uh, this is a request. I woke up this morning uh, to an email, which is very good on the day that we're about to record. Um, And uh, somebody requested that I do this player. And I'm um, I'm surprised that we've never done it before, if I'm honest. I have looked back and according to the records, which were compiled by Nathan Green, thank you very much. We really appreciate that. Um, We we haven't done this player. Okay, so. This takes me back to my my early MLS days. This is when I first got into MLS and I was like, oh, this guy's good. This guy's really good. Um, so he started his career at Anderlecht and uh, he went to, he's also played to, for Le Mans in France. Yeah. Uh, he's played for Osasuna. In Spain. Correct. Uh, and then comes his tie with the UK why is it always Swansea? <laughs> Swansea City, okay. Swansea, and then he's played for two MLS clubs after that. Is he there now? No, he's currently at Memphis 901. I'm going to have to think about this one. I've done quite well, I think, this series. You have done well. Uh, but this one might uh, might get me, this one. Um, I'll have a think. If you think you know... Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, comment below. It leaves a timestamp so we know where you are when you find it out. And if you uh, are listening for your podcast provider, tweet us at MLS UK Show. And as uh, many have, when uh, if you tweet us with the right answer, we will throw you a like or we'll uh, we'll acknowledge it somehow without ruining it for the rest <laughs> of everyone else. Um, so yeah, get in touch. I'll give you one one last little clue. Um, he's played 61 times for one MLS club. 28 times for the other and I'll give you the one he's played the least for it's FC Cincinnati oh this is bad I forgot that he played for Cincinnati but 28 appearances so uh, Mm. more than he made at Swansea (laughs) okay I'll have a think 
The MLS UK Show is brought to you by Soccer90.com. Now, throughout the month of June, all of the new jerseys from across Europe are going to be arriving. I love that Liverpool shirt, the new one. Yeah. Uh, interesting colour trim, better than the green they had on the last one. Um, Chelsea, Juventus, uh, it's all arriving. Soccer90.com. And remember, there's a whole range of MLS gear on there as well. Yeah, there's not Bolton or Norwich on there yet. We have pushed for it, but their response is, well, we'd get uh, you buying one and me buying one and no one else buying one. So if you want to get a shirt that actually you'd be interested in, actually would get people turning their heads and going, oh, PSG, good team, uh, then yeah, Soccer90.com. And remember, if you type in the code MLSUK, you get 25% off at the checkout. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. So because there was no MLS last weekend because of internationals, uh, we kind of left for stuff to talk about. But we thought then we'd do a mini sort of season review so far because there's eight or seven games played. So it's a roughly about a quarter of the season. 32, yeah, about a quarter of the wow, season. Wow, really? That's yeah. That seems crazy. I know. So, uh, yeah, we thought we'd have a look and see what teams are doing. Um, before we do, though, I wanted to uh, mention looking way ahead into the future... Um, Charlotte have signed former Leicester defender Christian uh, Fuchs. Christian Fuchs, which uh, hopefully the YouTube algorithms don't pick that up and make oh. our uh, video explicit. I couldn't fucking believe it. <laughs> um, but interesting signing because normally you know teams coming into the league they'll try and aim big, uh, a marquee name, say at the top of the pitch. Yeah. Uh, Fuchs, a very good defender, well known, a Premier League winner. So interesting for them to look at that, but a sign maybe of where they're looking. Yeah, uh, we mentioned it. I don't know which episode. We've definitely mentioned him this season saying that, you know, he's a free agent. He's definitely going to want to be, you know, going over to the States. Um, I believe he follows us on Twitter. So probably watching this. Yeah, Christian. Um, but I, I think this is, I think this is huge. Mm. You've got a player there. All right. Not vastly experienced MLS player. We've said before we like to see coaches who have got MLS experience that know how the rosters work, know how intense these fixtures are going to be. Um, so my only concern with him is maybe the age. But as we know, MLS is a retirement league and it's full of old players and they all do fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think that's great. Like no player is going to be looking at Charlotte FC as a potential club see Christian Fuchs signing and go, no, I'm not interested. Mm. I think it's a really, really bold statement. It's a very strong start. And it's nice to see as well that no one's gone for like a star striker or, uh, you know, a left winger. Christian Fuchs, gonna be, he's going to play left back. He's not going to be bombing forward. No. He's going to play left back. And it's kind of the first time I've ever seen someone go, right, we're going, we're going all out here on a left back. Yeah. Uh, well, you've got to build your team around... Uh around defenders really didn't happen enough in MLS mm. I mean we love that there's lots of goals so we're happy with yeah. that but uh, yeah Charlotte could be innovators if you will um, well let's have a look at the West then and, and see how that started um, Seattle find themselves top of a tree uh, nil-nil against Austin in the last game uh, we didn't see that we fancied Seattle to uh, to get a big win there so uh, there's two draws in the last two games for Seattle it's, is that anything to worry about? No it's not the way the way that they came out out of the blocks there was always going to be that moment where they dropped a couple of points here and there as we know it can be very intense the schedule in MLS uh, with the traveling as well no one in Seattle is going to be panicking at that because they've seen the way that the team has played the performances have been excellent 
I really, really struggle to see past Seattle. You know, I struggle to see anyone else really challenging at the minute. They just look brilliant. Teams that I would argue against that, SKC, mm. LA Galaxy, uh, find themselves second and third. Um, SKC, probably where we expected them. They yeah. had a strong season last year. We expected them to carry that on after the blip of two years ago. Uh, LA Galaxy, we, um, we've we been impressed, and we were their start. Chicharito, top of the goal-scoring charts. It's all good for LA Galaxy at the moment, and they even showed in the last game against San Jose that they've got that grittiness to, to get that 1-0 win. Um, are, are you expecting them to carry it on the home farms 100% yeah. is, is it's the home form for yeah. me winning 100% at home the four I think it's four games they've played at home one four and that's that's what you need you just don't worry it sounds so stupid from you know when you say it in the UK because you know it's, it's so different but if your home form is great in MLS you make the playoffs it's it's simple as that and as we know you can finish seventh and you can go and win MLS cup that's the way it works Yes, people want to see the Supporter Shield, but it's all about just making the playoffs. It's That's that first step, that first goal that every team has. And if they keep winning all their home games, Chicharito's on fire. They're going to do great. They're just going to be absolutely fine. And they'll be a force in the playoffs because mm. Vanny knows what he's doing. Yeah, a strong head coach appointment. He's showing that, his experience. You look at, say, Toronto as an example. Yeah. They've got someone who's in Chris Armas who has got MLS experience. However... It, it hasn't worked out for them. I mean, we'll talk about Toronto when we cover the East in just a moment. But if you look at the next three teams in the West, you've got Colorado, Houston, San Jose. Um, these are the sides that you could see them finishing here in these positions, but you could also see them finishing at the bottom. The, the teams that perhaps were looking at playoffs. But if we look at Houston, for example, we said they wouldn't do very well. Uh, <laughs> they had a new manager come in. Are, are you surprised overall? Eight games, 11 points? Yeah, you say, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if, if, if they finished up there, but you also wouldn't be surprised if, if they were, you know, finished down the bottom. And the reason for that is just, we've been trained in seeing them struggle year in, year out. They've not been that team that are always up there, you know, in, in the top six places. When you look down and you see someone like LAFC, it looks wrong. It just looks yeah. bizarre. And that's credit to LAFC. And it's credit to Houston for really, really making that change this season and, and putting themselves in the mix. I hope they do. I hope they, you know, I hope they can carry on because it's really nice to see it changing. We always see MLS sort of upside down a lot. But some t there's some teams, your Cincinnati's, your Houston's, Vancouver recently as well, that just don't really seem to things don't ever seem to swing in their favour, even no. when everything does swap around in the league. So really good to see Houston up there and, and I hope they can continue. But for LAFC to make a charge, one of them has got to drop out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, for me, Colorado, um, I thought did well last season. They showed yeah. what they can do. They, they've continued that into this season. I don't, I think Colorado, kind of dark horses for, um, I think they'll finish about fourth, me personally. Um, so then you're looking at Houston and San Jose. It's interesting actually to look below Houston and San Jose. Each one of those teams that make up the remaining, uh, I'm going to say seven, because <laughs> I can't do quick maths, uh, none of them have played eight games. They've all played seven or six. Yeah. It shows how tight this league is, especially when you look at, uh, I don't know, you look at the likes of LA, LAFC, sorry, who if they win, they could go up to fifth past Houston. You know, it's, it's still, we're doing this season review, but it's important to remember, it is still very tight because of the games that they've played. Yeah, we've said that uh, Dallas have had a terrible start. They are bottom of the West. One win 
mm. puts them right up there, I believe, with San Jose. So it really is tight. And don't get me wrong, they have had a terrible start. You know, only one win at home. And and that's the only win from those games, yeah. uh, those seven games they've played. But that one point is so close. That one point is going to get them right above that playoff line again. So it's it's kind of too early for us to be doing this. But hey, there's no game. So what do you want us to do? <laughs> uh, yeah, RSL, I, I must admit, at the start of a season, if you went back to uh, episode one mm. of series four, I didn't think they would do that well, RSL. But they are currently fifth on points per game. They've only played six games. Um, they're proving me wrong at the moment. What we've learned so far uh, in this review is that we have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, we said Houston would be rubbish. We said RSL would be rubbish and uh, Minnesota would be great. And they're 12th. So. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Minnesota then. Um, they've showed signs in recent weeks that they are on the way back. Um, I mean, a, a, man, a, a team with the head coach of Adrian Heath isn't going to stay at the bottom for, for long. Um I must admit, this next section of games that are coming after the internationals, I, I think that's where Minnesota will, will continue the charge. Yeah, I, I think if they pick up a couple of wins, they move up there. If they if they manage to move above the playoff line and then stay there, you forget all about the start of the season. You don't worry about it. But it, it, is, it is concerning because we are so used to seeing them sort of progress year on year. Um, so I felt like this year could have been the year that they really actually challenged SKC and they challenge Seattle. It's clear already that that's not going to be the case, but there's absolutely no reason why they can't go deep in in the playoffs. So mm. the dream's still alive for them very much. Let's talk about the remaining teams in the West then before we move to the East. Uh, Vancouver and Austin have identical records, mm. apart from the fact that Austin have conceded one less and Vancouver has scored one more. Um, Austin yet to play at home. That game is coming. Got to win your home games. They've not won a home game all season. Yeah, but they are unbeaten. So, <laughs> um, but Austin, I mean, the stadium looks great. Uh, you know, they, they had the fans in um, the other week. And um, is this next section for them now, where they're starting to play home games, this could be a big say in what Austin do. They could push themselves right into the playoff. Mix. This is this is the thing. If you go back to the um, second episode we did with Mark talking about Austin, I said, I something tells me that they can make the playoffs. And at that point, I, I was basing that on just, I liked the roster. That was all that I had to go on at that point. We know they've surprised everyone. They've, they've been a lot better than people expected and they haven't played a home game yet. If they make that stadium a fortress and they pick up points, they're going to be right up there. And that's going to be a massive, massive first season. I'm really, really intrigued to see what they do in the home games. If they can pick up a few wins, they're right, right up there. Yeah, it's a big point at Seattle. Show resilience and show that they, they have got that bit of bite about them. Um, just above them then, Vancouver. Uh, we didn't expect much for Vancouver this year. So they're showing more than what we expected. Mm. Um, can you see this carrying on? They've, they, they, they've got the whole thing with not playing at home. They're playing... Um, it's a RSL's ground, isn't it? Yeah, and and that works against them. When you see Austin are below them, when you see Vancouver are, are below them, Dallas as well. You just you feel like Dallas have to start to come good soon. I I do still have a hang up about Vancouver. I don't really know why. I just I don't necessarily think that they haven't improved, but I think not being able to play at home at BC Place, and and I think there's just stronger teams around them. So I do still worry at this stage. Portland, then in seventh, um, they needed the break. 
desperately. They've got quite a few players out. I think it was 10 in the last game they got yeah. out. Uh, that showed against Philadelphia. They lost 3-0 and it's, it's, uh, it was a poor performance from Portland. But again, I mean, what do you expect from them when you've got 10 players out? Getting some of those players back, I think they've had a, a, a decent start to the season and you'd always fancy Portland to be bare minimum fourth or fifth. This is the thing, like you say, players missing and it's not an excuse, but it does explain uh, the situation. They're still above the playoff line just on points per game and, and goals. So I believe they'll definitely be above the likes of Houston. I don't want to just write Houston off again, but you have to feel like Portland's roster is way, way, way stronger than their uh, points per game is currently suggesting. So I, I feel like they'll be up there. And finally, LAFC, how disappointed would they be? New York City went there last game, 1-2-1. They were 1-0 up as well, mm. LAFC. Um, they've got Vea back and Rossi. He, he just, that kind of curtailed them a little bit. It just showed that they're not quite there because we were expecting with them to back, they'll just go on a run and, and get to the top of the league. But... I mean, that New York City result shows there are still some some fragility about the club. Yeah, I think getting them back was, was great. It was important, but they maybe seemed like the team were a little bit out of practice with having them in the side. And I think if they'd have played like that in the first couple of games, you'd be like, oh, they'll come good. So I think judging them on that one game is, is maybe difficult. Um, you just have to look at the, the roster and just go... Yeah, I, th- I think they'll be fine. And I'm happy at the end of the season, if they don't make the playoffs, I'm happy to be wrong because they definitely should be making the playoffs. They should. Uh, right, moving into the East then, New York, um, sorry, New England Revolution remain top of the uh, the conference, 17 points. They won at FC Cincinnati in the last game. I mean, we'll talk about FC Cincinnati in a moment, but New England Revolution, I said they do well and they continue in, they're getting wins when they need them, unbeaten at home. So uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm fancying my. Uh, if you didn't know, I had a, a little bet on them to at least get to MLS Cup. It was good odds. So I thought, well, why yeah, not? What What did you know? I I just fancy. I, I mean, any team with head coach Bruce Arena, they're gonna be they're gonna be there or thereabouts, in my opinion. Okay, um, they've played a couple more games than most. The majority. Um, but that means nothing. Does sorry, it? not a couple more. They play a game more uh, than most teams in the in the league. But um, rightly up there, you know, performances have been there, results have been there. Like you say, Bruce Arena, he doesn't continue to lose games. Uh, he turns things around when when it starts to go wrong. Good roster. Um, we know we like the Philly roster. We know we like everything that that Philly offer. Um, so that's going to go to the wire, I, I think. I think those two are, are definitely going to be challenging. I genuinely, I haven't seen Orlando play well yet. I, 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 the fact that they're there is, it's bemuses me because they haven't played well yet. They haven't put out a full team yet. Hmm. So I'm kind of excited to see where that goes and whether they can challenge the likes of Philly, who are definitely a more established side yeah. um, under under Curtin, who's been there years. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued and, uh, and New York are right behind them as well yeah uh, well Nani will be back for Orlando in the next game uh, New York City we mentioned the LAFC result uh, New York City are just showing that the I feel that New York City are just going around the business very quietly you yeah know, they, I agree there was a few people at the start of it were going is this going to be the season that they kind of just fall away and it, it just they need a, a bit of a rebuild but um, no they're fourth they've started very well and um, and yeah, they, they go into LAFC getting results, which is a good sign for them. Yeah, I think at the start of the season, if you if you'd have said um, to New York City, you know, a side that kind of struggled under the under the new coach, if you'd have said right, well, um, 
at the break, you're going to be level with Columbus. You're going to be ahead of Atlanta. You're going to be ahead of the Red Bulls. They had taken that 100% and they've looked good. They have looked good. Um, My, uh, how can I put it? My unsung heroes of this season so far have been Montreal. I think when you look at Vancouver, not not quite Vancouver because we didn't, I mean, what do we expect from Vancouver? But especially Toronto, it's going to be very difficult playing in America, not playing at home. Yeah. Montreal, fifth, 11 points. And, uh, you know, they've took four points from their three games at home at the moment. They're showing, uh, you know, the new manager's come in, the new head coach, and he's, yeah, they're showing that they they can really put a fight on. You have to be so careful what you say, because if you encourage these ownership groups, they'll be putting the Florida, like, outline, geographic outline on the badge. Mm. They'll be moving the team to Florida. Don't encourage them, all right? Speaking of owners that don't need to be encouraged, below them in the league, <laughs> uh, Columbus crew. The crew! Uh, yeah, Columbus have had a mixed season for them. Reigning champions, sixth yeah. in the conference. I mean, any team that's sixth in the conference, uh, it's, it's not the end of the world. It's actually been a good start, if you you know if you know think about it. Um, but all the stuff that's going on the pitch, you said in, in one of our episodes that you don't think it affected the players that much. I was saying, well... I think it, it won't help, especially when they go on social media. All that it seems to be over now. They've won the last few games and they are slowly but surely pushing the, to the top of the table. Yeah, points per game, they'd actually be above your your boys, um, <laughs> Montreal, uh, level with... How level, many boys, how many teams do I have this Level year? with New York City. So not a disaster. And like I said uh, regarding Minnesota, if they now start to push on in this next part of the season, this next quarter of the season, you're not going to worry about the start. You're not going to look back and go, oh, that, all that stuff with a badge put us off. You know, it, they're, they're an established team with a great roster and a great coach. You have to feel like they're going to progress. Yeah, um, joining them and uh, Montreal, and New York City on a uh, four teams on te- uh, sorry eleven points this uh, this year so far. Uh, Nashville just above the line, great in- little club, <laughs> not a great little club, a great great massive club, Nashville. Um, yeah, done well so far. They um, they've, they've obviously through having to um, sort of work out matches and, and teams playing at home and stuff. They have played uh, quite a lot of matches at home compared to away so far. So maybe they're looking at seventh and go. Um, having played so many at home, is that good enough? But I think overall, Nashville, are, they're, they're a side that can push for that last few playoff spots. Are Nashville going to win the Supporter Shield? Probably not. They haven't got the roster. They've got a strong defensive unit, which means that they can make the playoffs and then they can use tactics to push their way to the final that's going to be their goal 100% and they're there at the minute and like I say above the likes of Toronto above the likes of Atlanta and Red Bulls even DC United they'll be really happy with that yeah they will Uh, and uh, speaking of Atlanta the last game they were 2-0 down with 10 minutes to go managed to get a draw which was very (sighs) annoying um, Atlanta are eight, ten points from seven games. I kind of said last time I don't think they've clicked yet, and I think that last game was an example of that. They showed some great stuff. They got the goals, which you know I was saying on my last episode that they are uh, they did not very creative going forward. But they were two 0 up against Nashville, but then let it slip. So it just seems at the moment with Atlanta, it's either the, the forward line are doing really well or the defense. There's no middle ground so I think there's enough there for Atlanta to tell me that they'll make the playoffs I'm confident of that I think they'll have a they'll be stronger as Heinze gets more accustomed to the role but um, yeah, yeah I mean it was just disappointing that Nashville game there's very few podcasts that have seen as much of 
Atlanta as you have and as much uh, of Orlando as I have. And both sides, for me, I can't make out what's going on. No. I, I know Orlando are up there, but I just I haven't sat there and gone, cool, we've played well. You know, I haven't seen a, a lineup, a starting eleven, and gone, cool, that, yeah, that's a, that's a strong. So I think Orlando and Atlanta currently very similar in, we don't really know what the plan is, but uh, it's kind of working out a little bit better for Orlando. But uh, Atlanta always, always come good. And, oh, it's annoying. Apart from last year. Um, next is our brand new MLS UK show championship champions, New York Red Bull. Oh, Elliot seems to have disappeared there. Um, yeah, they beat Orlando in the last game 2-1, so they took the belt, Orlando retaining it. Um, a grand total of, let me just put this into my computer, zero times. Uh, so, but a good win for Red Bulls, and uh, they played well. You know, Clark scored again, and um, what did you think? Watching that game as a, as a, obviously supporting the other team, were you impressed with Red Bulls? I could not believe that... Um, Oscar Perea showed so much disrespect to the MLS UK show championship. <laughs> it's shocking, wasn't it? I Absolutely sat in the shocking. I sat in the garden and I watched it and I had a few beers, a um, little bit of a barbecue going on, and I was like, oh, this is beautiful. And I'm gonna watch Orlando, you know, fight for that MLS UK show championship. Then I saw the starting eleven. What's he do- there was a guy that had graduated two days previous <laughs> that he's just dragged in. No, no, honestly, it was it was poor. Maybe he feels the pressure of it. Orlando can't handle the pressure. For of me, it was like no, don't want, don't want the title. Yeah, well. So we'll see what happens next. But I wasn't impressed with that lineup. That's uh, not how you go about defending it. No, good win for Red Bulls though, and uh, they're showing signs they've got some good young players. They're showing signs that they can, uh, they'll push the playoffs this year. Um, DC United, we uh, last episode. We kind of said we don't know where we are with them. They've not started well. They're finding the, the place. They go to Miami and win 3 0. Is that an achievement? I thought it was. The, the, the build up play. <laughs> I'm to joking. The, yeah, I'm the joking. build up to the play, uh, the goals was great. Yeah. Like yeah. really good. If you, I didn't watch this game, I watched the highlights. And watching the highlights, I thought, like, do you know that Simpsons meme where it's like, stop, stop, he's already dead. I was like, after 2 0, I was like, God, where's this DC been? Yeah. And the third goal, but. Um, yeah, DC. Uh, hope it, the break. If the break came for the right time for Portland, right after that game, the break came at the wrong time for DC. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, it's nice though because you could see what they were trying to do, you know, and you yeah. can see, uh, you can see the plan with DC a little bit better in that game, and you can see the potential as well. So, hundred percent, if they play like that, they're they're going to be way way high. They're going to be in the playoffs, and that means that some of those teams are going to drop out. Uh, you know. Who are you pulling out of there? Like Nashville, we just said Nashville doing really well, but DC are coming for them. Atlanta are not going to be happy being outside the playoffs. So this is going to be a really, really tough battle. And with New England being up there, this is what's made it interesting. This is what we love about MLS is New England are at the top. They look like they're going to run away with that. They look really, really strong. And that means, because they're not normally in that position, that means that one of the usual lot is going to drop out and there's going to be an upset somewhere. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see who that is. I think that's the thing with the East is that when you look at the West and you you look at the names like Seattle, SKC, uh, Ed, Ed, both LA sides. They're always up there. Yeah, when you look at the East now, any one of those sides, barring probably Cincinnati and Chicago and at the moment Toronto, but any one of those sides just get a few wins could be mm. top of the conference. And you won't bat an eyelid, would you? No, you, no, no. Normal. Um, right, then, heading to the bottom then of the... Uh, 
of the East, Miami. Uh, I'm doing my guide to Miami in a in a bit, so you'll hear some facts about Miami. But uh, football wise, um, I mean, th- what did we expect from Miami? Have they they've started? I don't think they've, apart from that DC result, I don't think they've been horrific. But you'll look at them being 11th, and that ownership group aren't going to be happy with that. No, they're not. At the end of the day, it's you can talk about performances all you like. You know, they're not getting results. It's not. It's not happening. It's not working. So, like I've said, Orlando have been awful, mm. but th- somehow they're up there. They're grinding out results, annoying for you know the other teams. What whatever, it's getting results. And Miami's kind of Miami's the opposite because it's all supposed to be about you know how aesthetically pleasing everything is. Um, I, I'm a little bit, I'm underwhelmed, I think is the word, because I think even from a league point of view, we kind of hoped that they were going to come in, mm-hmm. have the Atlanta United effect and it's not happened yet. I feel like there's maybe more pressure on Miami that they've almost created themselves yeah. than there was on, on Atlanta. I, I, I think it's a very, st- you know, I, I tweeted during the, during the Miami game the other week, it's just, just bizarre. You've got like... Ryan Shawcross and then like passing the ball to Champions League winners I, it's just it's all so confusing I it just doesn't make any sense to me yeah well I mean for me the biggest thing about that last game against DC is that you all this pressure that Miami are putting on, on themselves you need players that are going to then perform don't get me wrong I think Gonzalo Higuain can't uh, sorry can but I don't think enough of them will and that result you know, first time with a full stadium and you get beat 3-0, it's, it's just not good enough. Yeah, I think what Miami need is more DPs. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, they're, uh, you know, that got announced as well, didn't it? The, the, the punishment for having too many DPs is they've been fined and told not to have as many DPs. Um, let's look at the bottom three then. These are the three sides that have the worst points total in MLS at the moment. Toronto FC are in 12th. Five points. You discussed Chris Armas on the last episode. You said it's it's not a, f- a good fit. And at the moment, I, I don't think there's anyone that can argue with you. No, I, I don't really. This is the, the bad thing about me saying that is I don't really have a reason why. There's something about Chris Armas that for, I, I mm. don't know what it is. There's something about him that I I don't I don't connect with. And I believe that a, a team as established as Toronto should be going after real quality. When Atlanta sack their manager their coach we didn't think oh they'll just bring in some like average uh, mls coach you know we expected big things and i think that's what toronto toronto almost have to have a hold themselves accountable hold themselves to a higher account and say no we have won mls cup we, you know we deserve the best we're going to challenge for this i don't believe that appointment was was good enough no it wasn't maybe I don't know if it was just a stopgap because they know that it's the, their season has been interrupted, mm. having to play in Orlando and stuff like that. So you don't know. Um, either that or Chris Armas has got a very good agent, so it's one of them. yeah, maybe uh, Chicago and Cincinnati at the bottom. We kind of we just keep grouping these sides together because mm. they're just doing the same every week. You know, they've both got four points. They both won the week before and then and went and de- and lost. And for Cincinnati, the second game at home, one 0 against New England Revolution. For me, they just didn't show enough in front of a home crowd in this new stadium she didn't show enough that they wanted for me that they they wanted to go and win the game i don't know what to say about cincinnati anymore because 
we've already had about five Cincinnati eras. It's longer than they've been in MLS. Mm. And none of them have worked out. You kind of felt the last gasp, sort of the last chance was this new stadium, create a bit of a, an atmosphere, make it a fortress, pick up some points at home. And that's not happening really. And you just, I don't know, time's running out. Yeah, Yapstam has to be under pressure because getting a new stadium, getting one or two of the players that they've brought in, and they've signed well. Spend big money. So uh, to be bottom of the conference isn't good enough. I mean, Chicago less so. I don't think they've they've not exactly... I know they've gone to so back to Soldier Field, so they'll want a bit of a boost you know, to encourage fans to come. I don't think there's as much pressure on them because of the signings they've made, but there is that pressure on them for being one of the uh, OG MLS mm. teams. You know, they, they've been in it for a long time. And again, 13th, uh, or joint bottom, we'll call them, is, is not good enough. Uh, right, so that's where we've been looking at uh, MLS so far. Tell us your views. Who Have we been harsh to some teams or have we not been harsh enough? Uh, should we have po- been more positive to some teams? At MLS UK Show, tweet us, Instagram us, or you can comment on the YouTube video. So, Elliot, I think it's that time of the show where we uh, play a little game we like to call The Jason Crisis Right. Have you got a category this week? Yes. Are you ready? Go on. Okay. Henry Hewitt, come on down. Welcome to the Jason Crisis Right. I'll be your host. Sorry about that. Uh, it's not a difficult game. You've got to guess higher or lower. Oh, it's uh, it's been not, difficult for me this season. It's not gone well for you this season. You're normally really good. I don't know what's going on. Um, so I've taken taken football out of it. Yeah. Taken soccer out of it. We're going geography this week. Uh, I saw the map of uh, the MLS teams and where they're located overlaid onto Europe. And it blew my mind some of the distances that are travelled, um, especially New York City to Vancouver. That's absolutely absurd. Um, so I have here the distance travelled by every team in 2019, the last normal season that we had in MLS, okay? So I'm going to start with New York City FC, 31,190 Higher or lower, miles travelled, Montreal. Oh, um, I think, well, I, I listen, this is going to be a guess, whatever I answer to all of them. I think Montreal may be a bit more, I know it's above New York City, but a bit more inward, so I'm going to say lower. Is higher. Oh. <laughs> uh, higher or lower, the Montreal's 36,000. Orlando. Uh, lower. It's higher, so you're wrong again. Sorry about that. Uh, Higher or lower than Orlando's 43,000. Think about this. DC United. Right, DC United. Okay, so that's top right, I think, or right-ish. So how many teams are nearby? Yeah, I think there's quite a few, so I'm going to go lower. It is lower. I'm having to help him. It's so bad. (laughs) Uh, 27,500. Okay, higher or lower than DC United. Let's go... Philadelphia. Oh, okay. So it's kind of same area. So we've got. It's not. I don't think it's going to be much either side. So I'm going to say slightly higher. Philadelphia is slightly higher. Yes. Thirty-one thousand. Uh, higher or lower? San Jose Earthquakes. Oh, other side. So I'm going to go. I think they've got more up. They can go up more. They've got one or two nearish games. But I'm going to say higher. 
It is high. It's massively high. Nearly 50,000. Wow. And um, we'll finish with Portland Timbers also over on that West Coast. Yeah, but up at the top. So they've got okay, Vancouver's not that far and then Seattle's not that far and then you've got it's, but I think there's quite a few teams at the bottom and you've got Dallas. So I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm basically, I'm saying this, I don't have a clue. I'm trying to sound like I'm working it out. So I'm just going to go higher. It's lower. <laughs> <laughs> we ended on, uh, ended on a terrible note there um sorry your terrible run continues oh. geography especially u.s or north american geography really is not my strong point like if you did it in england i which, do think that's hard though you yeah. we know where they all are it just kind of doesn't help yeah, you true. out if you did it in england I'd, i would i think i'd do quite well mm. but um i think norwich would probably be top yeah, <laughs> most, most travel uh but that's just because i've been to the places as we know i've only ever been to orlando and uh a stop off in Atlanta on a, a trip to the Bahamas. Um, right, okay. My awful run at the Crisis Right is uh, Crisis Right continues. If you've got a suggestion for Elliot uh, of a game or a, a sort of a category that we can play in the Crisis Right, get in touch at MLS UK Show. Uh, right, I'm really excited for this. Uh, we now are going to reveal. We said it on the last episode. Uh, we challenged ourselves, didn't we? So you had to get a shirt of uh, an MLS shirt of a player that has played for Norwich. I had to get an MLS shirt uh, for someone who has played for Bolton, uh, but their MLS shirt. Now, we had quite a few people trying to guess who we've got. Mm -hmm. um, one or two guessed yours. No one guessed mine. They wouldn't. I didn't know he even played in MLS. Uh, let's see what we've had. We had uh, Jamie on Twitter, DM does. He said he thought that Elliot had uh, Robbie Earnshaw, uh, sorry, Robert Earnshaw, Daryl Russell or Huckabee. And we had quite a few for Huckabee. Yeah. Because uh, he's one of your favourite Norwich players ever. Love Darren Huckabee. Um, but it's not Darren Huckabee. Uh, let's see. Also, we had on YouTube, uh, Rittick says uh, Darren Huckabee. Oh, actually, Rittick did get mine right. Sorry. Did he? He was one person that got mine right. Um, and let's see. Well, I then put this out on Twitter uh, the other night and we had a few people who guessed we had uh, Joshua said Darren Huckabee and Stuart Holden it's not Stuart Holden although I would love a Houston Dynamo Stuart Holden shirt he's one of my favourite ever Bolton players uh, Jamie says Kai Kamara and Nigel Rio Coca Nigel Rio Coca I, yeah. I actually didn't know he played for Bolton uh, he did in uh, one season we got relegated uh, so yeah uh, right um I think you can reveal yours first because yours is quite special, actually. Yeah, I when we initially talked about this, I thought, oh, there's not many Norwich players that have played in MLS. But then the more you think about it, there actually is. And I think everyone's gone the Darren Huckabee route for mm. good reason. Um, played against David Beckham yeah. in, a, in a Cali Classico. Um, however, it's a Vancouver Whitecaps jersey. Does that help anyone? Uh, it's also from when they did the uh, kick childhood cancer, so it's got the uh, got the little ribbon on it as well. Nice. And the player is Kai Kamara. There we go, Kai Kamara. And if you can see it, uh, hopefully you can see on the video, uh, it is signed as well. It's game worn. I mean, no disrespect with this, by the way. Yeah. Um, because we would all be exactly the same, especially. Uh, over in the states and playing at that level of yeah. soccer, I'm just going to pass this to you. Right, just have a little whiff of that. <laughs> yes, it's definitely game one. Um, Kai Kamara, thank you so much 
because I now have a signed jersey. It really is authentically game <laughs> one. Uh, there is mud on it as well. Um, but uh, yeah, Kai Kamara, you you worked hard in this game. I can tell. Yeah. So and smell. <laughs> well done. Uh, well done if you got that right. So now mine is uh, a shirt that I saw a, a Stuart Holden Houston shirt, and I was tempted. But then I saw this one and the player that it was, and I thought, I have got to get that. It's not signed. I'll be honest with you. It could be game one. I'm not entirely sure, but it is now 15. Do do the sniff test. It, it just smells like my house, so it's uh, it could be. Um, <laughs> it's 15-year-old, so I don't think it is. However, and as well, another appeal to this is that it's a team. I mean, they do exist, but technically don't exist yeah, They don't exist anymore. Uh, so this is the shirt I got. It wow, is from the Nike days. A Metro Stars jersey. And I don't know whether you'll be able to see on the camera here, but uh, there, the badge there, don't know if you can see, but it says uh, MLS Season 10 on it. So that's how old it is. And the old MLS badge there. It, and on the back... Some people will be going, oh, I know this now. It is former Bolton Wanderers player and World Cup winner, Yuri Jorkaev. He had uh, two seasons at the Metro Stars. I never knew that. And I uh, I saw this and I thought I had to get that. And also, I've just seen, it's also got the old Total, total 90. Total 90. Oh, it's so good. In the middle. That so, was, uh, those are the days. Yeah. They really were the days. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was very happy with that. Not signed. Uh, if Yuri Jorkaev ever goes back to watch a match at Bolton, I might take it and get it signed. But um, with the red and black, I don't, he'd have to do it in Tipex, I guess. I don't think yeah. that's sure. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I think we've done very well there. Actually. Very good. Yeah, very good. Um, if you've got any suggestions of players that you think we should get up on the wall in the studio, then uh, let us know. Uh, and I'm going to send a picture of uh, my Kai Kamara shirt to the man himself, the odd heart-shaped hands, and uh, yeah, and see if I can beg for a retweet. My hero, I love him so much. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. So now it's time on the MLS UK Show for me to have a look at a particular city or state that has an MLS team. We've done so many so far that we've now in, uh, put it into another season because we did half last season and now the other half this season. Um, you chose this one. And you've chose Miami. Mm. Any particular reason? Uh, I just wanted to get back to Florida, you know. All right, fair enough. Uh, so, Elliot, here we go. It's time for... Sorry, just to clarify, have you done Miami or Fort Lauderdale, where they're actually based? I knew this was coming. I've done Miami. Because oh. there's more things to say about May as well have done Scotland. It's now time for Henry's Guide to Miami. <laughs> Famous, of course, for its country music. Hey, Elliot. Hey, Henners. Did you know the only US city that is ever founded by a woman is Miami? Really? Julia Tuttle encouraged a developer to extend the Florida East Coast Railroad to Miami, which then led to the development of the city in 1896. And it was then nicknamed the Magic City because it was built so quickly. In fact, only 1,600 people lived in Miami in the 1900s, well, early 1900s. Uh, now there's over 6 million people live there. 
They're only allowed four million, but they just kind of did a little deal on the side and got six million in. Uh, they get 14 million tourists a year. Uh, well, eight million tourists, but they bump the numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> and this, uh, a good fact, this uh, has inspired the world, has helped keep the world safe. Suntan lotion was invented in Miami. Or sunscreen as our North American cousins call it. The numbers work differently as well on the bottles in Miami. So they tell you it's a 25, but it's actually a four. <laughs> okay, that's the last time we're going to make that joke. Uh, it inspired Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which in mm. my humble opinion is the best computer game ever made. Um, and the first ever Burger King was opened in Miami in 1954. Have a guess at how much a Whopper cost in 1954. <sighs> um... Same price as Blaze McTweedy? Um, no, a bit more than him. 37 cents. Wow. Um, it has only snowed once in Miami since records began. Really? Wow. Yeah, that was in uh, 1977, January the 19th. The chance of a white Christmas in Miami is less than 1%. <laughs> um, one of the meals that you might have in Miami, if you ever visit, is the Cuban sandwich. But there's a big debate on who invented it. Not Cuba, but Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay think they invented it. Miami claim they did. Now, historians actually say that Tampa Bay invented the Cuban sandwich. However, Miami residents um, claim that by Tampa Bay adding mayo and salami to the pork, Swiss cheese, pickles and mustard, it's made it less authentic. Can I just say that sounds like my worst nightmare? It sounds awful. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of mustard. I, I like pork, I like cheese... I actually like mayo and salami, so I'm going to go with a Tampa Bay one. Uh, Ringo Starr once launched an investigation to find some people who were in the background of a photo that he took in the 60s uh, that he said was in Miami. Later on, they discovered that he wasn't in Miami. He was in New York, so the investigation then right. moved to New York. Uh, he then uh, he said uh, a lot of things happened in the 60s that he don't remember, so we'll leave that there. Mm, um, I'm sure. And our last fact about Miami is that houses in Miami don't have basements, and there will never be a subway system there because it was built on sandy lands, so it's unstable. And that, my friends, is Henry's Guide to Miami. Nice. Where to next? Um, let's uh, let's have the listeners decide. Uh, get in touch with us at MLS UK Show. I have a list here. So, Elliot, if you'd like to fill while I find the list, I should have had this prepared. Uh, well, luckily, I've got this absolute banger. Hey, Elliot. <laughs> Whenever I hear that, that's what I want to say. Uh, right, I've got it here. So the places that we've not done yet on Henry's Guide to North America are from the West, Seattle, uh, LA, Dallas, Houston, and from the East, New England, Nashville, but that'll be last, uh, Montreal, uh, Toronto, and Chicago. I would vote Seattle, but we'll leave it to... Uh... Okay, well, again, such. So do you agree with Elliot? Let me know. Um before we finish, uh, there's not really... Well, I guess we can do predictions for this weekend, but there's only one match. And I'll be honest, Elliot, we probably need to do it for you to try and claw this back because yet again last time you got beat. Um, it ended 30 points to 20 to me. None of us got any results uh, spot on, but I got most outcomes right. Okay, well, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go deep here. Yeah. SKC versus Austin. Yeah. This weekend, I'm going to say 
2-1 SKC, Buzio, Volley. I'm going to go with uh, 3-1 SKC, uh, Polido to score a header. I'd have gone Tim Melia, but it's up to you. <laughs> uh, so we've got an extra five points to play for just because there's only one match. But if we draw, then it remains 3-0. Before we go, let's let's talk about the Euros then. This is uh, kicking off on Friday. Mm. Um, England, uh, yet again, have a good chance, I guess. They're playing at home for most of the games. So I don't know if they do. Do you not? And I'll tell you what, I'm always really confident going in, you know, behind the boys, mm. going to the game of the weekend, looking forward to it. But if you actually look at the bracket, as we would say in MLS, the uh, winner of our group has a really really tough ride because there's kind of like this super group of uh brilliant team you know spain germany i think portugal in there as well and if we top our group we get to play they think they're doing us a favor oh you get to play the team that finished second but who wants to play the the team that finished second out of those three you know so um we actually kind of want to finish second in our group to avoid that but you don't want to then aim for second because then you might fall short and so i I don't know. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we don't want to lose against Scotland. A bit of uh, UK rivalry there. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I think we've got a good chance. I don't. I think we've got a good chance because the squad is... When you think back to the good old days, the golden generation of 2006, when the squad had full of like world-class player names. Yeah. We're talking Beckham, Owen, Gerrard, Lampard. 16-year-old Theo. 16-year-old Theo Rooney was 17, but seems to be around for years. Um, whereas now it's yeah, you've got Harry Kane, and then you've got like yeah, Sterling and Rashford, but they're players they are not quite world world class mm. yet. So maybe that'll it's more of a squad this year. So I'm confident. I think we'll get through the group, but then it is you know it's the the remaining knockout fixture. So maybe we win our first two. And then, uh, like in the World Cup, if you remember, it was us and Belgium to finish first. Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, finishing second was better off. So uh, maybe we could do that again. Any other teams to look out for for you? Um, I, I'm quietly confident for the home nations. I feel like it's probably the best three, uh, like for England, Scotland and Wales. I feel like all quite strong squads, to be fair. It's been a while since they've all all three been been very strong. Um, Scotland missing Kenny McLean, the uh, Norwich midfielder, but um, you'll probably say never mind. Um, but yeah, I I just feel like there's so many good teams. You think England have got a great squad, and then you look at you've got Portugal still got Ronaldo, mm. um, Spain have got an insane team, Belgium of course, some golden generation going on. Like yeah, so confident, but probably not as much as I was going into the World Cup. Uh, well, uh, France, I think will will probably win. Um, Portugal are funny because they're the reigning champions and if you look at the team five years ago now they surprised everyone by mm. winning that and yet now the team that's got uh, Silver in Bruno Fernandes you know they've got uh, some good players in there as well as Ronaldo so uh, yeah Portugal France to uh, to uh, go all the way for me but hopefully England um, last time well the only time we've ever won anything we won it at Wembley the finals at Wembley again this year so fingers crossed Right, before we go then, we need to choose a keyword for the ratings. Uh, remember, we encourage you to leave a rating for the podcast, type the keyword in, and we will definitely read it out on the next episode. But Elliot, there is one rule and one rule only. Your review must be LA Galaxy style. 
five stars only. Um, we are going to choose somebody who's left a five-star review uh, to win a shirt courtesy of Soccer90.com, our sponsors. Uh, thank you very much to those guys. And your reviews this week to enter the competition must contain the phrase, I now pronounce, and then you may write your oh, review. That's nice. Uh, in honour of uh, Henry Hewitt, who gets married on Friday. Send all of your congratulations and baskets of goodies to him. <laughs> I want no part of it. Um, uh, you know, we did get a, we got a rating. I didn't read it out. Right, You say the one rule and one rule only, but they did everything. They put in the keyword. Mm-hmm. They put a very nice message in the, in the message bit. Um, but then they only give us three stars for some reason. So uh, that, honesty is the best policy. Yeah, I think. So unfortunately, bang average. I'm not reading that one out. We need to end on the game with a changing name. I'll be honest with you. I'll be upfront. Sometimes I don't know who it is at the start of the episode, and then at the end, I think, oh, I know who it is. I really don't have a clue who it is. No? I didn't do well in Crisis Right, um, and I'm not done well on this one. I'm. Afraid. You need the break. Yeah, I do need the break. Okay, so Andelect. Le Mans, Osasuna, Swansea City 14 times, FC Dallas 61 appearances, and FC Cincinnati 28 appearances. They scored 19 goals for FC Dallas, and they're now at Memphis 901. They're Belgian. I know. This is someone who scored week in, week out when I first started watching MLS when we were planning this podcast. Mm. We watched the games, and he was banging them in. You'll you'll tell me and I'll kick myself because I know I can I can picture yeah I can picture going from Swansea to FC Dallas or starting watching it and being like oh yeah that's the player who played at Swansea then left, Cincinnati left winger no can't think of his name Roland go on Lamar oh yeah it's not going well for you today no it's not I do need to break I've got too much going on in the head with this wedding uh but uh, yeah because I I know I. I I thought, I know he didn't exactly do that well for Cincinnati, but I did think I was surprised that he's now not in MLS still. Uh, well done. If you got that right, congratulations uh, to you. It's uh, it's not been good for me today, but hopefully in two weeks' time it will be when we're back. I will be a married man, and you would have hopefully seen England win in the Euros. Yes, fingers crossed. Um, I will be leaving your wedding early to go and watch the football. Um, that is us done. Thank you very, very much for listening and watching. Um, I'm Elliot Holman, and I'm just going to say bye. Uh, Henry, however, he says... See ya. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.